Kenny Lehman and Tyler McComas. Well, what happened was that second game, we got our ass kicked. Or the second half, we just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Horse I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. Coaching, we're all, all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. Beautifully stated. Very to the point. Um, he was watching the exact same football game we were on Saturday in Lawrence, Kansas, in what was god-awful weather, a horrible lightning delay. There's one flash of lightning eight miles away. We delay the game for an hour. Ah, so ridiculous. But other than that, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? Uh, It was horrible. It was atrocious. The final scene was a disaster. Nothing went right in the final scene. Yeah. Um, Costumes looked good. That's about it. <laughs> it was all three phases, unfortunately. Doesn't make me feel any better. I. Yeah, but what's crazy is... I know the defense made some well, plays. I, I know that, but they weren't... The, the tackling early on was, was pretty bad. All three phases were horrible at times, but all three phases were great at times. Yeah. The defense, you know, gave up some drives, gave up some big plays, some chunk plays, missed some tackles, but they also forced, what, three You got the turnovers. one on the kickoff. I mean, you, well, yeah. yeah, give them well, that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's That fine. was going to be my special teams, you know, we forced the turnover on a on – a, kickoff return and i think we turned that into a touchdown and yeah then, that was right after the rain delay you go right down and score yeah. to uh what tie it and then i think that next kickoff they fumble it and you go correct. up 21 14 yeah correct and then offense while it was frustrating at times to say the least you threw a pick six right out of the gate uh couldn't punch it in the defense and special teams turnover set us up in some really good field position at time, two interceptions late. We got six points out of it. Um, but they also ran the ball really well, had a great day running the football. Dylan Gabriel ran for three touchdowns. I mean, there were some really good things offensively, too. So it's it's wild. A lot of good things in all three phases, but a lot of yeah. bad things. Well, it, I don't think any phase played well in the beginning of the game. And that's what really disappointed me is after that performance against UCF where – you know, you may have been lucky to win that game. You come out with seemingly no energy to start the game. Right. Or or Kansas just, just whipped you up front to start the game. One or the other, I don't really know. But you couldn't get in sync offensively. You couldn't tackle early on. Just the way this team came out was, was bad. Then they put Tawee in, and then everything changed, and you got all the momentum until you went into halftime and came out offensively, didn't play well the second half. And maybe I'm too hung up on this play. 
it ends up being a big play in the game, even though it was early on. But when I look at the pick six, it's third and two in that spot. And, you know, the play call there probably isn't great. Gabriel's ball isn't great. Farouk could probably have a better better effort on that as well. So it's bad all the way around. I just wish they would have come out, Teddy, with the mentality of this is not a good defense. It's not a good defense against the run. When we got situations like that, or just to start the game, we're going to come out and impose our will, look like the more physical team, and run it right at them until they stop us. And they really right. didn't get to that game plan until they were down 14 nothing. And I wish right. that would have been more of the mentality coming out of that game. So that's one of my many issues here. Well, I don't know. I haven't – I didn't look at it, but I started – that's probably an RPO. I don't I don't know if it was or not, and someone may text in. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up to see if it was. Where it may have been a run call, but given the look that Dylan Gabriel had – may have been that he's supposed to throw it there but if it was if he was supposed to throw it he wasn't supposed to throw it as late as he did uh and all the way across the field that was that was not good 405 on the text line 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line second half they made adjustments for our run game but we did not counter St. Kansas did that defensively uh, 405, why did they wait to put Tallwee Walker in the game? When? Uh, well, they started Gavin Sawchuk in the game. They're asking why Tallwee oh. didn't start. I don't know. I have no idea, and I don't care. I, You know what I would love? To never talk about who plays running back at OU for the rest of the season. Can we do that? Yeah, I, I think it should be one player at number 29 at this point. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm so sick of it. And it's not the it's not the texter's fault. It's that if you have four, you don't have one, I guess, right? But I don't know. It's we're going into our ninth game and hopefully we've figured out that it's Tawi. And I don't know, I you know, there's a lot that goes into it. When you're trying to build a culture, as Brent Venables is, you can't, and I'm not suggesting anything with Tallweek. I have no idea what the situation was with DeMarco. I don't know. And, frankly, I just don't care. But when you're trying to build a culture and build a good program, not a good team just for this year, you you have to back up the things that you're saying and – whether it's an argument with a coach or school or practice, whatever it is, whenever you're trying to set the example of what the right things are, you have to back it up. It's just what you have to do. So I don't know why it's every week someone else is out and not going to be available. Like, Is it a constant like, messing things up in school or – getting in trouble away from away from the field. I don't know what it is, but it's annoying as hell. Yeah, it is. It's annoying as hell. Uh, for the 405, do we have a play in our playbook in which the running back carries the ball outside the tackles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've, we've dabbled in a handful of things. I mean, plain and simple, it's like that's not what our offense is. 
our offense is it's going to be very simple in the running game. It's going to be mainly split zone and zone insert. We'll dabble a little bit in counter and power, but it's it's those simple runs and it's RPOs is what we do. Um, this has been overlooked, at least with us so far today. We've talked about nearly everything that was that was poor on Saturday. There's been a lot to cover. Didn't mention the 11 penalties for 101 yards. And a lot of that happened on one defensive drive when you had, what, three unsportsmanlike penalties in one drive? Yes. Dolby, sideline. And then Pearson. Pearson. Uh-huh. And and obviously, I hate that Pearson call. I I think I just I don't know what else he's. I hate to do all there. the calls. I hate the Kendall Dolby call. You, you can see the officials not blowing the whistle yet. I mean, it's I if you run a guy back and then have some egregious slam, they're going to flag that. But he didn't run him back like two steps, and the slam was like, "Give me a break." It's pathetic. Uh, let's see if we can find some optimism because uh, I think we could really <laughs> use some right now. Other than um, Bosworth clapping back at Mike Gundy earlier today, which was pretty awesome. We'll get to that coming up next segment. But we asked on our Twitter page, uh, what's your what's your early week feel for this Bedlam game on Saturday? Let me pull up some responses. Gerald McCoy, maybe you heard of him, GK, slapped the little brother across the neck and sent him to their room. Shrug emoji. So that's his early week field, Gerald McCoy's. Well, yeah. I like that. Candy says, is Danny playing? Is Tawi playing? Start with those two questions. Everyone wants to know the situation with Stutzman, Walker, and probably Gentry Williams as well. I don't know. Those are all we up will in the air. hear from University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables tonight at Rudy's, and uh, I'm sure that question will be asked. I'll say what I said earlier in the show. I saw and talked to Danny after the game. He wasn't in a boot. He was moving on it okay, not great. He he couldn't he couldn't move enough to play, which I totally understand. Uh, I'm pretty optimistic on him being able to play this week. Tawi, I jogged off the field. You could tell he was hurting a little bit. Went over to the sideline. He was frustrated with it. Uh, it Whatever it was, it didn't seem like – it's not like he was carted off and they went over to the injury tent and went in and did x-rays and all that stuff. It, it didn't seem to be like a multi-week type of situation. But then again, like that's just me going off of what I saw as, as the game was unfolding. So I, knowing what I know then, I would say I'm optimistic on both of them playing. Uh, let me get you a few more responses here. Corey says, who are the Sooners? Past two weeks have been an average team. If we've grown, we win. Need a committed and passionate performance. Stop the run game and quarterback beat us, which I don't believe he can. Respond in all caps. Uh, Cajun says, not feeling good about it at all. Sooner girl 05, too soon to ask this question. Well, okay. Too soon to ask what question? What's your early week feel for Bedlam? Oh. <laughs> it's um, too early to ask the early week feel. Okay. I... Uh, it's a one-man show. How's Gundy say it? Oh, he's a one-man. I was up till 2 a.m. watching film. You guys are probably asleep. They're they're an option team. They're a one-man show. It's what they are. <laughs> I, I hope Coach Venables tonight at Rudy says, 
I was up last night watching film, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but their whole offense has handed it to the zero kid. <laughs> that was that was the most disappointing thing at the Mike Gundy press conference today. He downplayed Bedlam and the, like the last one, and you know said what he said about Boz. I can't believe he said Boz and not forty four. Well, he didn't say any numbers for anyone today, and I don't know why. And Bad no one, move for him. No one really asked him specifically about OU's personnel other than Trace Ford, and he said something like, I don't watch individual players. I just watch units, so I don't really know what he's done this year. Something, But, yeah, there was no eight, they won't let him throw it deep. Four, he's MIA right now. <laughs> so I was, I was hoping we'd get that. Hell, they oh, keep man. trying to get 24 involved, but, you know, he's never available. 29's our best player. They won't run him up the middle. 82, they like to use him on jet sweeps a lot. That's their bread and butter play. <laughs> That's what I was waiting on. I didn't get any of that today. It's been a bad day. Oh, my God. Eight, they won't let him throw it down the field is amazing. Well, if I he would have said that. 82, that's their bread and butter play around the ends. Oh, you fan. Oh, gosh. I don't know what would have happened. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he could have been really harsh really, really quickly. If, in fact, he has actually watched film as he has stated in the past, <laughs> you know, you, you could give a pretty quick uh, summation. To, to be fair, he just told us late last week he realized the game was this Saturday, not the Saturday <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Six one five. Well, he forgot that. What? Yeah. What was it? He. Uh, oh, I thought oh, we played at UCF. Text, okay, that's why I'm getting all the text. <laughs> Beautiful. Six one five. It's the last freaking bedlam. Now's the time to unload both barrels of smack talk. How, al- how about unload both barrels of uh, deep balls? I'd, I'd like that quite a bit. I'm not unloading any barrels of smack talk until the football team unloads both barrels of whoop-ass, okay? Um, they should have some some stored up. It's been a while. Yeah. I, hey, the challenge is pretty quick or pretty uh, self-explanatory. Stop the zero kid and – Attack their secondary, push the ball down the field. Yeah, and, of course, we're going to run it and all these other things. But all right, if we want to win the football game, we're going to have to get aggressive on the offensive side. Yeah. Yeah. Someone re- needs to relay that to the offensive coordinator. So hopefully someone does. Because well, OSU is very gettable in the back end of their defense. I think Kansas was, too. I, I mean, that what they got uh, – Kobe Bryant, the corner, uh, one of those safeties is an okay, but I mean, still should have attacked them more. That's just what yeah. need, that's what this offense needs to be about, man. Go attack down the field. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm with you. You ain't got to tell me, bro. Well, I'm hoping that you'll. Re- uh, yeah, I don't know. Just you want me to relay the message? What do you want me to say? Say I'll say it directly to the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables. Just text tonight. the OC tonight and say you up. More deep balls. <laughs> I'm hey I'm I'm going to talk to the head football coach in a minute. That's where I'm going. What would you like me to ask him? Uh, I've got several things I would like okay. you to ask him. As would the uh, as would the text line. All right, let me know what they are, and I'll pass them on to Toby for him to ask. <laughs> How many jet sweeps, you guys? What's what's it like watching the jet sweep in front of your eyes? 
Yeah. I, did we even run a bunch of them in the game Saturday? It felt like they ran. Um, so there was a third and three. They they ran a uh, – that did not go well. And then text line, that first two-point play, a couple of people were saying that they ran a jet sweep on that play, and I'm trying to remember if that's right. Right. So it at least two or three. But I saw – go ahead, sorry. When, when it, I mean, they tried to run one against – I don't even know if it was one against UCF. They just put Freeman in the backfield and tried to get him to the outside, and you just that just hasn't happened yet at all this year. So two or three probably feel more like six or seven. Six jet sweeps, including one on a two-point conversion. Two bubbles, four swing screens. Two running back checkdowns on the last drive. 12 to 14 plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. And until the final drive... Dylan Gabriel only threw two balls 10 yards downfield, mm-hmm. more than 10 yards downfield not in the other 75 snaps. Well, while we're piling on um, issues with the offense, things that we didn't like, uh, the whole Farouk in between the tackles stuff from the backfield, that, that hasn't been very popular either. No. Few, fewer a fan of that. He, he fumbled at one point, correct? It was one of the turnovers? Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, and chasing points. That wasn't great either. Just make, yeah. just make it a two-point game in that in that spot. Don't go for two unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, there's going to be Because you felt scored. like at that point that more points are going to be scored. That was late in the sure. third quarter. Um, you'd had, you'd been running the ball well up to that point. Yeah, just I, I, I don't love that. And, and I feel like after a touchdown, like a touchdown – normally get you a ton of momentum but if sure. you go for two and stop it it's almost like the momentum is negated in a lot of ways there's some truth to that uh, there's some truth to what you're saying there yeah and then then you end up in this like perpetual like you've got to do it from that point on you know so yeah i'm with you all right quick time out more from the rush coming up Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding Cures, Saving Children. Learn more at stjude.org. It didn't bother me because we didn't have phones and social media, but it was a rivalry then. Like, you know, uh, Bosworth spit in my face. I spit in his face. I mean, it was actually a rivalry, right? Like, um, uh, the summer of my, uh, before my sophomore year, you know, I would go to parties in Oklahoma City and, and uh, um, they would say, well, Bosworth and Migliazzo and some of those guys were here. And so I had to make a decision whether um, were we going to have confrontation there and who was with me? Because, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, those guys, you know, I can kick them in the shin and run like hell. But, but, but you know, I mean, I'm not dumb. So we had to make those decisions because, I mean, what, what kind of a frame in mind was Brian going to be in on that point? I don't know, you know. Um, you know, had he uh, taken a, a vitamin C and had a few drinks, well, he might not be a guy you want to talk to at that point. You know, he'd get real red and cross his face. So there, it was a rivalry then. Now it's not as much anymore, unfortunately, because of the way it is. But it's a very important game. Somebody- 
Well, Mike Gundy, luckily for you, Brian Bosworth will be in Stillwater on Saturday for the Bedlam game. And uh, he is down to meet at midfield. Or at least that's what he said on uh, Twitter earlier today. Uh, they can meet face-to-face at midfield. Um, yeah, I really feel like he said something about Boz last year or the year before. So I don't, I don't know what it is about Mike. And um, I mean, the vitamin C joke, does that not sound like a steroid jab there? That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe. I don't know. Um, vi- or a steroid or cocaine or something. I guess I say steroid because I feel like the shot that he took previously was was about that. Yeah. Maybe so. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. It's going to feel like every bit of a rivalry on Saturday. I can assure you yeah, that. Yeah, he's really downplayed the final one, all that. Like, it's it's going to feel, especially for their side, more like a rivalry that's felt in a long time. Like, they're going to be as juiced up, charged up for that game as they've – That it's going to be hostile, man. It's going to be bad. Bad if you're wearing OU, OU stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going – it's been like that the last – Several times we've been there, right? Going back a ways. Well, yeah. I mean, it's always going to be. I just th- this time more than any other. I yes, feel like that's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, it, it's been pretty hostile there recently because the games have been really good and they've meant something for the overall conference for the most part. Not every time, but um, often they have, and it's it's been pretty intense there. And this one is going to be cranked up even more because you take a team that. And a fan base that felt like they were left for dead to start off the year and the whole year was going to be a disappointment. And all of a sudden, they've gotten better and better. And they look around, it's like, we're right in the middle of the fight. And that's going to give you just an extra level of a team that's been good all year or a team that's not any good. Someone that's started off bad and then has momentum going like they do right now. There's, it's, going to be, oh, yeah. it's going to be wild. Uh, but that's what Mike Gundy said. Here's what Brian Bosworth said back. Guess what, Coach G? Bedlam is still a rivalry, and Big Brother still wants to whip Little Brother's ass. Yeah. <laughs> that part gets me. How about we meet this Saturday at your place, let's say the 50-yard line, so we can exchange pleasantries the old-fashioned way, face-to-face. I'll see you there. Booma. Yeah. Well. Make Bos sure the, honor- his- the honorary, honorary captain. Is he going to shake his hand and give him a hefty back slap like he did Tom Herman? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Tom was all bent out of shape that day when they got all tuned up there in Stoolwater, and then Gundy uh, grabbed his hand, shook it, squeezed it hard, and then slapped him on the back and sent him on his way, and he felt like a little kid. Tom Herman did, it looked like. Uh, OU is currently a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, according to scoresandodds.com. 67% 67% of the money currently on Oklahoma State. You think this line is going to stay as is? You think it's going to drop? Where do you, where do you think it's at by game time? Where did it open? Someone had told me originally it was nine. Well, I told you last week on Friday, DraftKings had like a okay. look ahead line, and it was at ten. Okay. So this Maybe says, that's what it this says it opened at six and a half on scores and odds, and that's where it's currently still at. Yeah. Um <sighs> <laughs> I bet it gets that, smaller th- um, as the week goes on. I bet it gets down to about five, five and a half, like 
right around kickoff. I don't know. I That's just a guess. He probably gets smaller. I don't know. I think a lot of it's probably going to depend on what's the status of Stutzman and Tawi Walker. Are we? I, 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 and I, don't, I just don't know if we're going to have a for sure answer on that going into Saturday. No, but that's what I'm saying is like it's probably going to stay about where it is. And if there's news that they are playing, it may stretch out a bit. If there's news that they're not playing, it may tighten up a tad. But I don't know. Um, by the way, what did you think of my earlier comment when you asked how good this team is? And I said, well, I think what they do best is creating turnovers or creating takeaways. Well, I hated it because you didn't answer the I, question. No, I, I eventually did answer the question. But it was more about the creating takeaways part, if that's what they're best at. Um, yeah, probably. I can't. I mean, we led the country for a while. Yeah, I, don't I can't know, think are we of back anything leading else. the country. Oh, well, they had a zero against UCF, but three probably gets you back up there. Yeah. I, I don't know if they leave, but they're, they're, they're up there for sure. Yeah, I that's – yeah, uh, I that's probably what we're best at. I mean, everything else, we've been excellent at pushing the ball down the field whenever we've done it, but we've stopped doing it. Uh, we've been great running the ball at times. Other times – we're not good at running it. I, it, it. The turnover thing has been the most consistent pretty much all season. Uh, Pat, so, Patrick yeah. says this game will define the season. We win, we go to the Big 12 championship game in a big bowl. We lose, and we may lose another game. I definitely agree with the define the season part. That's, that's yeah. That feels like where it's at. And not yeah. and, and not just because it would be your second loss, just what this loss would mean, who it's to, and how many times you're not going to play them moving forward. Right. Yeah, I. this is, for a million reasons, as you pointed out, this is the, uh, yeah, this is the defining moment of the season. Someone now. said during Locked In that this is the biggest game of Brent Venable's career. The Texas yes. game was massive, but it's right there in that category for sure. No, it's bigger. Because it's, it's the last bigger. one? Does that push it over the top? Well, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of things. Well, for instance, the Texas game. You're an underdog. I If you lose that game, yes, it's you lost to Texas twice, back-to-back. It's bad, but, I mean, they were the number three team in the country. A lot of your own fans didn't expect you to win. Right now, you just lost to Kansas. It's the final bedlam. Like, the Big 12 championship now is on the line. Like, you can't – you take another one, you're probably out. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have a ton of help. And and this just sends you kind of uh, soul-searching a little bit about your program if you lose this one, you know? Well, it just it, every for every where, where you, you at? Can look at every single where reason you going? is why it's the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I don't know if you talked me into it. I thought it was right there with Texas, but I'll uh, I'm, I'm good with that. Four oh five. What did Gunny mean that this game is no longer a rivalry because it is what it is? He meant that 
he thinks the rivalry was way more intense when he played than it is now because players of social media. Buddy, buddy. Yeah, and players are all buddy-buddy, sure. Yeah. Not, I don't know. I, there's probably some some truth to that. I do think it's like that is definitely a factor in professional sports. That has totally happened. It doesn't feel like there's hardly any rivalries in professional sports at all anymore. And there used to be a bunch of them. Um, no, it's all like who, who are the two best quarterbacks now? Like uh, right. Bengals Chiefs are a big rivalry. Not because the two fan bases have hated each other for 30 years, but that's the most exciting product on the field. Right. But you're right. Mahomes and uh, Burrow are going to be buddy-buddy with one another after the game. That's what's going to happen. Jersey exchange and all that crap. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what he's talking about. College football really, I I believe, is like the last – it's the last – Sport that really, I guess basketball's like that too, right? But it's just a little bit different feel. I don't know. Uh, I guess the ACC just put out their schedules for the next seven years, and everyone's like, yeah, thanks. SMU- the next seven years? Yeah, they just released their schedules for the next seven years. And they do, I think each team has two permanent ACC rivalries every year. SMU gets Stanford, and they get Cal that they play every single year. So have fun with that, guys. SMU gets Stanford and Cal. They play. Oh, uh, yes, yes. S, Cal, Stanford. They will play every single year. <laughs> Clemson gets FSU, and I'm trying to find the other one. Why would they do that? I don't know why they would release the next seven years. That seems silly to me. Do it I, one year at a time. Have a little bit of build up and. Uh, why does everyone act like today is the first day that they've ever done anything? Is that uh, – are you talking about the Big 12 officials when you say that as well? I'm talking about everyone. Have a little bit of suspense. Maybe create a talking point to where your conference is trending for a week because the new schedules are out and oh my gosh look at what we did look what happened here i mean i know you've got them for all the next seven years it's not that hard once you get year one to get other the the other six i don't know man i'm pretty jacked to see who cal gets at home in 2029 in their uh, acc schedule it's just stupid does nobody understand how anything works God, it's so frustrating. See what a loss does to this guy? It's eating at him as well, just like the well, rest of us. But am I am I wrong? No, of course not. The next seven—that's a—it's a very. Why not five? Why not ten? Why? Why the next seven years? Oh, so I stupid. think their grant of rights is even longer than that. What are the odds I'm, that there is an ACC in seven years? I agree, Marshall. I'm I don't just know. totally convinced that everyone especially myself, sucks at their job. You don't. You're actually good. Uh, Everyone else sucks at their job. Do you want a uh, text? Either sucks or they don't care. Do you want a uh, text to make you laugh before we hit a break? Please. We can finish this strong, unlike the OU offense. From the 405, OSU is 105th in total defense, first against the jet sweep. (laughs) (laughs) Number one against jet sweeps. That's every opponent that OU's played this year. The jet sweep defensive numbers put them right at the top. 
advanced metrics say that Oklahoma State is great defending perimeter runs to non-running backs. That means they'll run two to three of them on Saturday. Mark it down. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left from Newcastle Casino, I-44, exit 107. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with org slash learn. Smile Train, changing the world one smile at a time. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. And I'm going to tell you, I am not denying, I've said this all the time, we don't have pro football. So half the, half the uh, I shouldn't say half, 45% of the, the state uh, wears orange, 45% of the state wears red, 10 wears blue and gold, whatever, some percentage of that. And when they go to work, they're talking trash all week. Everybody's doing it because I get the text messages. And um, all the same, very similar to stuff that you're saying. And from that standpoint, yes, that's true. You know, I've had tons of national people coming in, tons. A few national people coming in the last few days wanting to talk about the final battle. Very similar to what you're doing. And that's fair. I get it. Um, uh, But... We, I, and we can't get out of our box or we will not play well. We're not good enough to get out of our box and lose um, sight of what we have to do and then recover. Now, I've had teams that could. This team's not in that. There's Mike Gundy earlier this afternoon, 2.30 on Saturday. It's Bedlam. For the uh, final time in a long time, at least that's what Gundy thinks. He thinks the next time these two teams play is going to be in a bowl game, not in the regular season. Uh, Sooner Sports Talk coming your way right here on The Ref, by the way. We've got more OU coverage coming your way from 6 to 8 p.m. Brent Venables from 7 to 8, along with Teddy and Toby. So uh, check that out right here on The Ref after uh, we get off here at 6 p.m. 5-8-0, Kansas threw the ball all over Oklahoma State. Levy has got to open this thing up and let it ride. Defense has to just show up and do what they're supposed to do, mainly just tackle. That's uh, keeping it simple right there, but that's a pretty good start. Yeah. That's what they need to do better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I Hey, I think that the game plan should not have to be all that difficult. I mean, we just get back to doing what we've done most of the year is, is really what it is. You know, hopefully when you combine – First series pick six and horrible weather is perhaps why we weren't pushing the ball downfield. You know, I I don't know. But the weather's supposed to be great against Oklahoma State. Hopefully we get back to being aggressive, calling plays. Hopefully Tawi Walker is healthy and we can quit having the debate about, well, I think they should start Barnes. 
Well, I think they should give Sawchuck a look because I don't want to hear that anymore. If that continues, I'll see you guys in the offseason. <laughs> it's already that close. Oh, no. It's a loss away from uh, leaving us already. Isn't, isn't it the most annoying thing ever? Well, now it is, yeah, because it was the best performance by a running back since his performance against SMU earlier in the year. Yeah, it's not all that close. It's annoying that it's in this position where he seems like he's the only consistent and capable back you have. Yeah, it's annoying for multiple reasons. But right. he is your number one back. It's not It's not a debate at this point. Right. They've been trying to get people going now for six, seven weeks, and it's just not, it's not working out. So <sighs> give it to 29. You can at least trust him. You know what you're going to get. And Gabriel's going to have to continue to be a big factor in the run game. That, that much is clear. Right. Yep. And he's been good, especially down around the goal line. He's been tough, getting good, tough, physical yards, hard to bring down. DG's been he's been really good on the ground this year. I mean, he's been really good everywhere, but, um, you know, the, the, the willingness to allow him to keep it and try and hurt some defenses has been really good. Um, here's the thing, though. Last year, the back half of the season, whenever the book started to be out on how to defend Oklahoma, everyone pretty much did the same thing. They played cover one, which is just man-to-man with a uh, single high safety, come up, press our wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. It makes it really hard to run, makes it really hard to throw the bubble stuff and the jet sweeps. They're saying, we dare you to push it down the field on us. Dare you. Do it. And we didn't. If you remember back to last year, it totally disappeared from what we did. And it's starting to show up again. Yep, sure is. I'm sure Oklahoma State's going to have a very similar game plan. Why would you not Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'll say it like that for the rest of the week. Sorry. Okay. Oki Drinkslinger says, was Andrew Anthony that big of a part of the offense? Haven't looked good since. He was your leading receiver when he went down. I I hope that's not the reason they've stopped pushing it down the field, but ever since he's gotten hurt, it's they just haven't done it. I think they've got other capable guys to stretch the field. I've seen it with Nick Anderson. Yeah, we got the leading receiver in the Big 12 for touchdowns with Anderson. I think. Is he still? I don't know. He was at one point. Who knows? Who cares? Arizona Brooks said, I disagree. Stop running DG. Take out of the RPO, get in the pistol or I formation, and stunt Stogner in a gap and run behind your blockers. What? The pistol. That's been a while. Read that again. Stop running Dylan Gabriel. Take out the RPO, get in the pistol or I formation, and stunt Stogner in a gap and run behind your blockers. This ought to be good. Well, Okay. You got to have more than one play, number one. Okay, that can't be your entire offense. Is now, I, Dylan Gabriel. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. Eight of them. This is what's going to send him in the off season, right here. This is it. What are we talking about? Hey, we've we've gotten everything from five wides to. Pistol and I formation. That's where we're at at this point. Hey, uh, I would. I love the pistol. 
I wish we did more of it. I love the I formation. I wish we did more of it. But to suggest that we should stop running the guy that leads our team in rushing touchdowns with eight, I don't know where that comes from. It's one of the most productive plays we have on the entire offense. I'm glad you have a one-hour cooling off period before we get to 7 o'clock. What hard-hitting questions what? are you going to ask? Bring, bring that to Brent, pistol and eye formation. That'd be awesome. Well, no, that I'm fine with pistol and eye formation. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm just shocked by the stop-running Dylan Gabriel. We need to run the ninja more, bring back the wishbone. <laughs> Where do we, yeah. Better get Teddy a drink. Yeah, they, they serve alcohol at Rudy's, right? Yeah. Uh, Get you a Pacifico, yeah, Pacifico on stage, or just hide it in one of those giant Rudy's cups, whatever. I'm promoting it now, but uh, I like me a little cold That's, beer. I hope you sound like that when you're asking uh, Brent questions tonight. I just, I'm shocked by that. Stop running, Dylan Gabriel. Running Dylan Gabriel was a massive part of why you beat Texas, your best win so far this year. Right. So well, he had three rushing touchdowns against Kansas. I understand. Doesn't mean that nobody else could have got into the end zone, but man. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll finally wrap this thing up next. Stay tuned. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is the ref. It's time to stand out, be bold, and Buicks are bold at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Take up to $5,500 off MSRP on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Now that's bold money and unbeatable savings on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Make bold moves. You are going to stand out. Head to Dorsey Jones in El Reno now. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. The Riverwind Casino and hotel bringing you the final hour of the show coming up at 6 p.m we've got the huddle live from rudy's and then 7 p.m sooner sports talk with coach brent venables teddy will be there as well so two hours of uh, additional ou content coming your way at the top of the hour at 6 p.m hey who's playing in the uh, big 12 championship in early december five-way tie in first place who's it going to be k-state and iowa state (laughs) farmageddon University of Oklahoma. Boy, we got to the K-State part rather quickly. The OU part took a little bit longer. Yeah. K-State really has turned it on, though, man. Jeez. Yeah. They look good. But, you know, the thing about K-State is oftentimes they look great, and then it's like, what in the world just happened? And maybe they already had that game, and then they figured out their problem, and they're going to start coming on strong. And, and I mean, they're coming on strong, obviously, but they're going to stay there. They found their their little balance with the Johnson kid and Will Howard. I think the I think the Avery Johnson coming in has taken some pressure off Will Howard. Incre- and, oh yeah, he's played much better since that's yes. happened. Yeah, um, Houston's not a great team. I mean, they almost beat Texas, but Kansas State handled them on Saturday. OU's got their own issues. We obviously know, talked about them all day. But Texas is in real jeopardy, man, of missing the conference championship game they were picked to win before the year by a pretty wide margin. Yeah. They're not in a great spot as, you know, 
They lose on Saturday. <laughs> Some might say that neither one of us are in a good spot. Oh, I, well, I have for four hours. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We'll be fine. We're going to get healthy. We're going to get back on the tracks. We're going to be fine. Nobody panic. All right, you guys killed it as always on the text line. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Time to have an ice cold Pacifico. You don't have to go one small, but you can't stay here. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Back to pass, looks deep, lets it fly down the middle. It is gone! 15, 10, touchdown! 